Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. We are learning Maseches Yevamos, Daf Lamed Aleph, and as well Daf Lamed Beis Amid Aleph. We'll be stopping about eight lines from the bottom of Lamed Beis Amid Aleph, and then we'll pick up with the balance of Lamed Beis and Lamed Gimel on Shabbos. We are right now about seven lines down on Lamed Aleph, Amid Aleph, but we have to start with a little bit of background because otherwise we'll be jumping in at a question and we don't even know what the question is on. Our Mishnah that we had learned on Lamed Amid Beis speaks about a... Uh, speaks about a distinction that's made in the Mishnah. We had spoken about a Safek Kedushin and a Safek, uh, and a Safek Gerushin. What's a Safek Kedushin? A person is single, and we're besafek if she's married. So what's the standing assumption? It's that she's single until otherwise noted. What about a Safek Gerushin? It's the exact opposite. By a Safek Gerushin, she's married, and we're unsure if she's single. So the starting assumption is that, that she is actually halachically married. So those are very differing um, distinctions. And that's why, says the Gemara, that's why our Mishnah doesn't provide the case of, uh, of Suffolk that it, in our Mishnah, like it did by Kedushin. By Kedushin, it said that if somebody throws a uh, Kedushin to a woman and it's Karov Lov, a Karov Lov, that was a Machlokas, we said, that was a Suffolk in our Mishnah, that we attributed to the case of Kedushin, but we did not do so for Gerushin. And says the Gemara on the top of Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph, let's discuss that. Eisve, seven lines down. Eisve Abai, hang on one second. Nafal habayas, a house collapses. Alav ve'al bas achiv on a man and on his uh, on his niece to whom he is married. Ve'eno yodei aizem mehemis. We shown we don't know who died first. What is the halacha? The halacha is that tsarasa choletzes velomisya bemes. That the tsara she does chalitza and not yibum. So says the Gemara. Amai, why would we say that she has to do chalitza? Hachanami, just like we answered yesterday. We should also answer over here. We should assume that this woman is standing just because of a suffix of we don't know who died when, so therefore you're going to be machmir on her. I'll test her on a misafik. We should not have a chumra on this woman. She should not eat anything at all. So says the Gemara, and if in fact you want to say that in this case of the house that collapsed, that it is just a chumrah. It's a chumrah de asili de kulahu. It's a very dangerous type of chumrah. Why? omer chalitza. If you say in this case that where the house collapses, that the woman uh, will get chalitza, then maybe someone will make the mistake and misyabemes and they'll do yibum. So says the Gemara, the case that you're asking from of the house that collapses to our case that we learned yesterday of Gerushin are not comparable to one another. What? I don't know what you're talking about. House drops down. Oh, I didn't, uh, my head was not there, sorry. I'm not even familiar with the language, but uh, I'll have to review. So says the Gemara, the difference between the case we learned yesterday about Gerushin and the case we learned today about the house that collapses and why the, those cases look different is for the following reasons. Gerushin, the Shrichi, Gerushin, unfortunately, it happens. It's uh, somewhat regular. There was a study done many years ago about uh, divorce rates in the Orthodox community, and it was hovering around 10% which relative to the general populace was no big deal. I mean, it was 10% versus 42%. Um, I'm sure numbers are a little bit different now. I haven't seen a recent study, but that was uh, from about 15 years ago, maybe more. So the Gemara says that Gerushim Deshrichi Gazru Buhu There, because getting divorced is so common, we did not want there to be Chalitza, lest someone think that maybe the uh, that it could also be Yibum. But Mapoles, but a house falling down, Deloshrichi, which is very uncommon, there, Lo Gazru Buhu and there, that case does deserve Chalitza. Thus, the difference between the case that Abaye brought 
and the case that we saw yesterday. Inami, another possibility, one third of the way down on Lamed Aleph, Amad Aleph. <coughs> Inami, or <coughs> Gerushin, when it comes to divorce, to Kaima Erba de Kamuchach, the woman is standing right there uh, when there's a suffix of divorce. And then you're saying that this woman needs chalitza. So then somebody could make it, have a misunderstanding. Amre, people will say, You're saying chalitza, but maybe that implies then that the divorce was a real divorce, in which case, maybe a person would then do yibu. However, there is no such concern with mapolis, and therefore, Chalitza is a reasonable option by Mapolis, but not a reasonable option by Gerushin. Says the Gemara of Agabe Gerushin Milotznan. Are you saying that there is no Chalitza? Are you saying that we don't have a Mishnah that speaks about Chalitza? A case where we have, like we, like we wanted to say yesterday, that we have a case where uh, the get is thrown to a woman and we don't know if it's closer to her or closer to the Shaliach. Says the Gemara halfway down, Vatznan. A woman was standing in the public, uh, in the, in a public place, the zarkula, and uh, somebody throws a get to her. Terrible way to to divorce is to throw the get at the woman from far away and hope it lands closer to her than you. What is the din? The Mishnah says karov law. If it's closer to her migureshes, then she is divorced. Karov law. If it's still closer to the person who threw the get. Then she's not divorced. What about Mechza al Mechza? It is literally 50% of the distance between uh, the man and the woman. So then the Gemara says, You're both Megureshes, Ve'ena Megureshes. You're only, in, in some ways, you're divorced, and in some ways, you're not. What does this Brysa mean when it says you're partially? What is an example of being partially divorced? Had it been that this woman, where the get fell 50% of the distance between the husband and the wife, had the get fallen at the 50-yard line, so then the Cohen would not be allowed to marry her. She's already divorced enough, as it were, that a Cohen cannot marry her. However, on the side where we assume that she is not divorced, we still assume that the tsara does require chalitza. So then the Gemara says, the lo amrinan, in this case, we don't see you earlier in the Gemara today raised the concern that sometimes when you say chalitza, we're afraid that someone might think that yibum is allowed when it's not. Here we don't see that. So why here, when it comes to this case of uh, karov lo, the karov lo, where we're not exactly sure where the get fell, so then why under those circumstances are we not concerned about hearing that, oh, she needs chalitza, we might there think, therefore think she needs yibum. So says the Gemara, that we can answer. And now we're going to actually be moving into a different halachic sugya. Uh, we'll see that it is, of course, somewhat connected, but it's really a shas topic, which is edus. Let's see how this connects. Two thirds of the way down. How do we answer this question of why it is that we're not concerned in this case that when we say chalitza, someone might misunderstand and assume yibum? We're dealing with two different pairs of witnesses. One of the pairs of edim is, is saying karovla. So you've got four people watching. Two of them say, oh, no, it was closer to her. One of the pairs is saying, It seems to be that we have a suffix de'oraisa. We have one pair of edim. So two people on one side saying that she should be divorced. The get was closer to her. And then the other edim on the opposing side. Does he only get one chance to do this? No, he doesn't only get one chance to do it. Right, so you're paskening Of course, that's, you're asking, can we solve the problem? We can solve the problem. But right now, Tachlis, is she married? Let's say a Cohen runs up to her and says, right now, right now, when it's sitting on the 50-yard line, that's us, sir. So that was an example of suffix. When in the suffix, that was where a Cohen would not be. We could, of course, fix the problem.
just move it. We could. That's yeah. The Gemara is. We, this happens a lot in in Shas. We, we see this all the time, where questions have to be looked at in a vacuum. They have to be looked at without any um, any new solutions to what the question is implying. Yes, that's hundred percent a solution. But the Gemara is trying to dig where. How do we determine like what uh, that that case of Suffolk? We're in the case of Suffolk now. Yeah, we could get out of it for sure. But the Gemara is only entertaining that in a vacuum. Then the Gemara says, "Umas nisan dehacha." The Mishnah that we have, our Mishnah on Daf Lamed Amabez, that Mishnah is talking about bekas achas, where you have only one pair. You only have one pair, and one person is on each side of the kedushin. One person says that the the that the star kedushin is closer to her, and the other one says that the other person says that it's not. So it's not two people against two people; it's one person against one person. So then the Gemara says, "Sorry, I think I skipped some words here." Umas nisan dehachak bekas achas to have a sveka derabanan. Our Mishnah is only a sveka derabanan because there's one aid on each side. One person says in our Mishnah in regards to the kedushin that's on the fifty yard line. I really think it's closer to her, and the other one says it's closer to him. That's a sveka derabanan. Says the Gemara, our Mishnah and Laman of Midbez doesn't talk about Adim at all. How do you know that our Mishnah is talking about one aid? You can't make up an Ukimta out of absolute nothingness. You have to have some teeth to it. So, how did you know that our Mishnah was talking about one aid while the case that we just saw about the Gerishin was talking about two Adim? Says the Gemara, because Dumya de Kedushin, 12 lines from the bottom. Ma Kedushin bekas achas, just like when you get married, all you need is one pair of Edim. Av Gerushin bekas achas, that also makes sense that the Gerushin in our Mishnah, Laman and Bebez, is also talking about one group. Says the Gemara, Kedushin gufaymi ma de bekas achas, how do we know that really we only need one pair of Edim for Kedushin? Dilma Bebez kite Edim, maybe we need two sets of Edim. Says the Gemara, if it were to be true, I Bebez kite Edim, if in fact our Mishnah, on Lamanam and Beis had a case of Suffolk, but there were really two sets of Adim there. No problem. You've got very, very strong Adim saying that she's divorced. And then the Gemara says, wait one second. That makes absolutely no sense. What did we just say? We said that if we had two sets of Adim in our Mishnah, then there would be no problem doing Ibum because you have Adim saying that she's married. Oh, I'm sorry. We'd have Adim saying that she's, that, that, yeah, we have Adim saying that she's married. So says the Gemara, if that's true, then... What about the other Edim? Says the Gemara, eight lines from the bottom, Kaime Edim, we said that there were Edim, Bika'amre Karavla, and the ones, and they said that it was closer to her. How can you say that they're going to be, that everything is fine and she can go through Yibu? What about the other Edim who disagree with her? Not only that, Vasu, and furthermore, Nami This is going against an assumption we saw a few lines ago. When we have two pairs of Edim, that only generates a suffix de oraisa. And de amrina, and even in that case where there's two Edim, uki tre libahade tre, the isha ukma achazaka. Yes, it's true that we have Edim that are conflicting one another, but when the Edim are conflicting one another, it still leaves us in a position where whatever the woman's initial status was, it just stays the way that it is. Whatever it was, it stays. If we think she's married, then she stays married. If we think she's not married, then we think whatever the starting assumption was, the Adim can't ruin it. And how do we know that this is true? Because because there was a person whose name was Barshatya, and uh, and we were going to be the, he sold some properties. He was in the real estate business. So it says the Gemara three lines from the bottom on Lamed Aleph. The Gemara says the Barshatya Zavin Nichse. He sold a property. Asu Betre. Two witnesses come along, Zavin. 
he was uh, mentally in the right place when he sold this property. Chalim is, uh, means healthy. No, he was not normal at all. He was totally out of his mind when he sold this property, and therefore it's not really sold. So now we have Adim on one side saying that the seller was out of his tree, and we have Adim on the other side saying he was totally fine. Tachlis, what's the din of the property? So we see here, Uki Yes, you're right. We have two Adim that are competing with one another. Top of Lamed Aleph on the base. And what happens with the land? So says the Gemara, So we see that even when it's tray, tray, even when you have two Adim, that's not a suffix de Oraisa. That's a suffix de Rabbanan. And in a case of suffix de Rabbanan, then we just, the ara, the land in this case is ukma becheskas barshadya. In other words, you can have Adim all you want. If the Adim create a scenario where the scale is even, where you say yes and you say no, that evens out. So yes, there's strong shitas on both sides. But what does halach have to say about tachlis? This is, well, this is like the principle we have in halacha called hamotzi mechavero alav haraya. If I have, it's the squatter's rule. If I'm here and I have this now, you can't come tell me, give it to me without proving something to me. Oh, there's Adam who say that it belongs to it. Good, but the Adam are even, Stephen. They're, everything is fine because they're one saying yes, one saying no. So how do we default? So in halacha, we say whatever is happening, happening before, that's what happens now. It's very logical. It's very logical. You can't just tell someone, get out of this property unless you really have a deed and you have all of the logic to show that it's actually yours. So we actually fall back to our original question that we started with yesterday. We tried to give an answer that the first answer we tried to give is that there's a difference between Gerushin and Kedushin. And the reason why by Kedushin, we have the case of Safek Karavlova, Safek Karavla, but by Gerushin, we don't have that is because the default of Gerushin is that they're still married and we don't want anyone to make a mistake and marry this one. But that answer didn't play out because of the last Amun. Therefore, on the top of Lamed Aleph Amid Beis, the Gemara presents another possibility as to why it is that by Kedushin, we have the case of Safek Karavlo, Safek Karavla, only by Kedushin and not by Gerushin, says the Gemara. Elamar Abaye, Yagid Alav Re'o. It tells about its friend. What does this mean? Tanabe Kedushin, V'hu'a Din Le'Gerushin. Tanabe Gerushin, V'hu'a Din Le'Kedushin. Anything that's true in our Mishnah that we learned on Laman and Medbez about Kedushin is also true by Gerushin. So we were bothered by the fact that there was an unevenness in the Mishnah on Laman and Medbez because by Kedushin it said there was an iteration of the case of Suffolk Kedushin of, well, what if it's Suffolk Karavlov or Suffolk Karavlov? But we didn't repeat that when it comes to Suffolk Gerushin. So the Gemara says, don't worry, it didn't, there's no difference between the two. Really, they're all the same. Says the Gemara, no, that's not right. Third line, if you're going to say that one tells about its friend, that really Kedushin and Gerushin are the same, then what about the uniqueness of the Mishnah in Lamed Amid Beis, a, a, a blot ago that says, Zehu, my Zehu de Katani. If you flip back to the Mishnah in Lamed Amid Beis, you'll see that at the very end of the Mishnah, it says, Zehu Safek Kedushin. So what is the Zehu case? So it says Zehu in each one. So what, what's the uniqueness? The uniquenesses can't be the same. <laughs> the Gerushin and Kedushin are not the same. So it says the Gemara, therefore, it must be that there's another possibility. I agree that anything that exists by Kedushin also exists by Gerushin. However, there are scenarios that are, that are true in Gerushin, that don't apply back into the world of Kedushin. The Zehu, the Gerushin, when it says Zehu by Gerushin at the end of the Mishnah Laman Amabes, Lav Davkon. You're not allowed to make any inferences from it. Because in the beginning of the Mishnah, when it spoke about Kedushin, it used the word Zehu. And because we like seeing symmetry in Mishnayas, because they're easier to memorize, therefore, Tananami Zehu be Gerushin. But really, it's not, so, not such a meaningful distinction. This does answer our question. Again, 
we were bothered why the Mishnah Lamed Amid Beis told us that in the case of Suffolk Kedushin, that one of the iterations of the Suffolk was Suffolk uh, was Karavlo, Suffolk Karavlo, Suffolk Karavlo, but we didn't see that iteration by Suffolk Gerushin. The Gemara says there's no, there's no reason to distinguish between them. Asks the Gemara in the Resha of the Mishnah on Lamed Amid Beis, when it says, Vizehu de Kedushin, the Meute Mai, and halfway through the Mishnah on Lamed Amid Beis, on the third line of the Mishnah, on the fourth line of the Mishnah, it says, Zehu Suffolk Kedushin. So let's make an inference from there. We know that the one at the end wasn't necessary. We know that it was only there for symmetry. But we know that the Zehu and the Resha, the one by Kedushin, was there. What was that coming to exclude? The Zehu de Kedushin, the Meute Mai. What was coming to be excluded from the case of Kedushin? Says the Gemara, if a person gets engaged, halachic engagement, the Meute Zman de Lake of the Kedushin. See, we typically, when we get engaged, we don't get the engagement is not a star. We, we, do, it, uh, we do it with Kesef. So that's how we get married. So we don't have a star. But what if someone wants to get halachically betrothed by writing a star? Does there need to be a date on that star? Yes or no? So we would have assumed yes, because when we look at a ksuba, there's a date. The Gemara says that if you were writing a star for Erison, only for halachic engagement, no need for a date. And that's what the Mishnah on Laman and Mabez is coming to exclude from that Mishnah, that this is not a suffix. If you have a star uh, Erison, a star of engagement with no date on it, it's perfectly kosher. We don't need it. Ask the Gemara. Why is it that the Chachamim didn't require that we should have a date on a star Kedushin? I can understand that according to the one who says that the husband benefits from Nichse Malug, he's able to benefit from the that which the, the wife brings into the marriage. She comes in with, with assets. She comes in with money. She comes in with fruit in this case. So says the Gemara, I can understand the man Mishum Pire because Arusa Leslie Pire. When she's only engaged, the husband has no rights to the fruits yet. The husband only has rights to the fruits once they're fully married. So therefore, if the star is only for Arisen, if it's only for engagement, I understand that you don't need a zman for pere for fruits. This is not simple to understand from the Gemara itself. We needed Rishonim for this. According to the one who says that really what we're concerned about is Mishum Basachoso, then we Liskinsman, then we should have a time. What is this talking about? So this was a case where a man was married to his niece and uh, she was Mizana. She she was inappropriate and she did something, she was involved with another man. So the Gemara says, in this case, we want to have a date on the Shtar Kedushin. Because that way, if she was Mizana, and we see on the date on the stars that she was Mizana before the, the betrothal took place, then she's not going to be Chayv Misa. That's a very big difference. So it says the Gemara, why then would we not have it there? Why would we not have on the Shtar Kedushin, the Shtar Erisin? Why would we not have a date just to, to save this girl, if, she, if this rare case, if a man is married to his niece and then she's Mizano, why would we not put the date on for her? Says the Gemara, third of the way down, Mishum de'ika de'mekadesh bekaspa ve'ika de'mekadesh bestara. And lo tikun rabbanan zman. Because people get engaged through kaspa, through kesef, and because people get engaged through star, so therefore there's multiple ways to get engaged. When you're giving over kesef, you don't write down a date. You just give her the ring. Nobody cares about the Kedushin. Who cares? What's the big deal? So therefore, there's no date. Wait a second. When we, when we have an Eved, when acquiring an Eved, there are those who purchase that Eved with Kesef. And some people write a contract with one, one another. The Tikkun Rabbonin's man. Uh, so that's Akasha. We see that by Avadim, when it comes to a slave, we do have the time as a requirement on their document. 
So this is the Gemara's question. Why is it that when a man halachically gets engaged to a woman with a star, we don't have a requirement for a date? But when it comes to, a, for a date on the star, but when it comes to an ebed, we do, re, we do require having a date on the star. Says the Gemara, Hasam, over there, by Avadim, why do the Chachamim require Zman? Because Ruba Bishtara, the culture at the time, most people who were acquiring Avadim, who were acquiring slaves, they did so Bishtar. And therefore, because most people were doing that, Therefore, we should put a date on it. But hacha, ruba bekaspa. Here, when most people get engaged, this is certainly true now, it was clearly true then as well. I've never ever heard of anyone nowadays who gets engaged by star. I've never heard of such a thing. Anybody ever heard of such a thing? No, we, get, we, we go to weddings where the Arusin and the, and the Nisun are done together. So what, it's very simple. That's how people get married nowadays. No way. I don't even know what it would say. I don't know. We, even writing a get is like mythical. Like it's very difficult. It's not all the lines. and it's probably not, easier, Probably. Pro- probably. I've never heard. I mean, other than this frame, you know, like we know Kesef Star and Bia. We know that there's like a, even that, what is that talking about? The Bia can't be talking about Arison. That's not allowed. <laughs> So that's why the Gemara's Halvai Hashem should bless us. Yeah, one hundred blot left. Says the Gemara. It's actually it's actually ninety blot left. But who's counting? Hasam every day. Hasam Ruba Bishdara. Hacha Ruba Bekaspa. So we said that over there by Avadim. That's why they put Zmanim. And Ibai Seima Mishum Delo Efshar. What does that mean? The Gemara says that maybe we should say that by a star Erisin that there's no benefit. Lo Efshar doesn't mean it's not possible. It just means that there's no benefit. It says the Gemara, let's say that you wrote the star and it has the date on it. What are you going to do with it? What are the, what are the options? If we've left it with her and she's Mizane, she'll take a scalpel and she'll scratch off the date. No problem at all. That's what we do in a Sefer Torah. You write on cloth, you take a scalpel and you, you can scratch off a letter. You're, the scalpel, the sharp side is here and you just gently scrape. I've done this on uh, ksubas before, like these fancy ksubas, uh, like I was Masada Kedushin a few times and then like, shoot, like you mess up one letter. No, you bring a scalpel with you. I have a few in my basement and you just scratch off a little bit of the top layer and the ink comes off. You can rewrite. No one will ever know. No one will ever know. So maybe she'll just be mochik. She'll erase it. So what's the point of leaving the star by her? So yeah, Zimnin de Basacho, so he uh, skipped a line. Lincha Gabe Diday, if you're going to leave the star with the husband, well, we said the case of Basacho, so he's married to his niece. We're afraid that if she's Mizana, he's going to have sympathy for her. And Zimnin de Basacho, so he umechape Allah. So giving it to the husband doesn't help because he'll also scratch it out. Lincha Gabe Edim, and if you want to leave the star by the Edim, that doesn't help either. In other words, there's no purpose in writing a star Arison with a date. What's the downside of giving it to Edim? So says the Gemara, if the Edim, if they remember the date, no problem. Yeah, yeah, I was there. It's August 24th. I know exactly when they got engaged or it's a Chafbeis, Sivan, whatever it is. No problem. But the Elo, if the Edim don't remember what they saw or when it was, then we run into another problem. They can then go look and see that the date was written down. And then they're going to go and testify. You can't have an aide who's giving testimony from what he read. What we call in America the expert witness, not Shaykh, at least in this frame, it's not Shaykh. Oh, I looked back at the Ksuba, at the Star Arison. No, you're not an aide. That's not called Edus. That's not called Edus. So says the Gemara, we can't have Adam anyways. 
So it says the Gemara, okay, good argument. Ihachi, if this concern about the niece is so strong and so true to the point that we don't even need to have the date on a star Erison, if that's true, why don't we have these concerns about a niece as well and say that maybe we shouldn't have a date on the Gerishin either? To not write the date on a get. We want to protect her. So says the Gemara, and this is, it requires a little bit of lundus, says the Gemara, Hasam it really depends on how you look at it. In the event that there is a get, it only stands to benefit her to have a date on it. If there's no date, she's married to her, she's married to this to her uncle. If there's no date on the get, and she is Mizana, what are the Chacham going to assume without a date? She was obviously married. Right, because if there's no date on the get, we'll assume by default what was her previous chazaka that she was married. The only thing that a date can do on the get is save her from an onish misa. So therefore, we put it on. But to put it on the star, uh, the the star Arison, no value at all. She'll just scratch it off if she wants to. So that's why the Gemara makes this distinction. This brings us to yet another mishnah. It's probably the fifth or sixth mishnah in a row about gimel achin. And don't worry, there's a seventh one on the top of the page, but it's Shnei Achen, a little shaken up the cases a little bit from Shnei Achen to uh, Shlish. It's going to be great. But let's learn another one of the Gimel Achen. Says the Gemara, three-fourths of the way down. On, Lamed Aleph, Lamed Beit. Gimel Achen, Nisuin, Gimel Nochrios, three brothers who are married to three women, none of whom are related to one another. The Smith family, the Klein family, and the Schwartz family. Different girls, not related to one another. But the brothers are related. Umeis Echad Mehen, one of the brothers... Died. So let's say Ruvain died. The Asaba Sheni Mimer. And then Shimon does Mimer on Ruvain's wife, Rachel. And then Shimon dies. So now uh, Rachel had just had Mimer done and her husband's died. Shimon just died after having done Mimer and his wife is alive. So we have Rachel and Shoshana who are falling to Levi. So you have these two women, one who had Mimer, one's a regular case of, of Nefila Sibum, and they both fall to Levi. Says the Gemara, According to the Tanakama, they have to do chalitza, no yibum. Why is there no yibum? That's just the drusha. The drusha says that you have two women who are falling to these two men. You had one fell to one man, one fell to another man, and they both fell to the... So that doesn't work. The, the Gemara says that doesn't work based on the Pasuk. Rib Shimon doesn't agree in this case, that if really first Rachel fell to Shimon, and then Shimon did Mimer, and then Shimon died, and then Rachel, who had Mimer from Shimon, and Shoshana, both fall to Levi, he says you can do Yibum to one, and Chalitza to the second, no problem at all. Says the Gemara, if the Tanakhama's opinion is really uh, a Pasuk and Chumash, which is what seems to be the case, the Pasuk is being quoted in a simple form. If in fact that's true, if we say that the Pesukim are, are real, then Chalitza nami loti bai. Why, if you have a Drasha Gemura telling you that these women are not nofelas liibum, why does our Mishnah say Chalitza? The Tanakhama is like speaking out of both sides of his mouth. Pasuk and Chumash. Oh no, they're not, there's no Yibum. But you have to do Chalitza. That doesn't make any sense. You, ha- you have to pick one. So says the Gemara, great question. Says the Gemara, Chalitza Lotibai. Nami Lotibai answers the Gemara. Ella really midirabanon. The Drasha in the Mishnah is only a Dindirabanon. 
And um, here is really what's happening here. The reason why we need chalitza is ukzera shema yomru echad We were afraid without chalitza that someone might think that you could, that both of these women can that you might think that someone could that you could do uh, yibum with both of these women even though they, they both came from the same house which they didn't because one came from Ruben's house one came from Shimon's house you might have thought that so it says the Gemara okay do yibum for one why don't you do why don't you do a blend why don't you do uh, yibum on one and do chalitz on the other says the Gemara you can't do that either if you do that then you'll have a strange scenario where it seems to be that you don't have a mitzvah of yibum with both you're going to do yibum on one and chalitz on the other Says the Gemara, Yomru, big deal. So let people say that. You're going to do chalitza and extra chalitza. There's nothing wrong with doing chalitza. It may have some funny implications, but in this case, it solves the problem of our mission of being difficult to understand. Says the Gemara, I totally hear you. If in fact, in this case, where Rachel uh, first fell to Shimon and then Shimon did Maimer, and then he died, and then Shoshana and Rachel now fall to Levi. If he would have done Yibum first on, uh, on one and then done Chalitz on the other, you're absolutely right. That would have been a great solution to do Yibum for one and Chalitza for the other. Ella, we have a bigger problem. What if you mix up the order? That we may have a scenario where you do chalitza for one. The second one of the what the second Levi does chalitza on one woman, he has taken away the right to do yibum because he did chalitza. He chose. I'm doing chalitza. So it says the Gemara that once he does chalitza beresha v'hadar miyabim, then on the third line of lamid bezim and aleph, the kam leba asher lo yivne. He said he decided that I'm not going to fulfill this mitzvah yibum. Berachmanam arkev and shalabana shuv lo yivne. So had we done this out of order, had it been that he did chalitza to Shoshana, and then afterwards yibum to Rachel, that taka might be usher, because once you do chalitza, you're being megaleb, and I don't want to do yibum. So therefore, you're all done. Says the Gemara, four lines down, Lamed Beis, a little bit of a shift, Amar Nasan get lema Amaro, if a person did maimer, and then he gave her a get, hutra tsarasa, that uh, makes the tsara free to go. Normally, we would say that that's not the case. But here, because there was Maimer and he gave a get, the get is very strong. The tsara is free to go. However, says the Gemara, Avalhi Asura, but that woman herself, the woman who had the Maimer followed by the get, she is Asura. She cannot get married because the Michlefa Baba'alas get, because we're afraid that we might mix her up with a regular case of divorce. So therefore, we don't want to make that mistake. Is is she messed up for the rest of her life? To that man, she cannot she cannot marry oh, that man. man. No, she can marry other people once she's properly divorced. Okay. Yes, correct. But just to that man. However, Ikadamre not like that. Ikadamre Amarava Nasan get lem amaro hutra filuhi. That if she gives a get, if uh, the woman who had Mimer done to her, Rachel from our Mishnah, if Shimon did Mimer to Rachel, and then Shimon writes a get to Rachel for that Mimer, Hutra Filuhi. No problem. Why is she allowed to get married? My time, huh? Because my da'avad bashakwe. He just removed the mimer. Now she's a regular. Yavama, no big deal. No big deal. That brings us to the next mission. We're going to learn until about 10 lines from the bottom of the page. Says the Gemara, Shnei Achin. Finally. Two brothers. Nesuin Shte Achayos. Two brothers married two sisters. Reuben and Shimon married to Rachel and Shoshana, respectively. Umeis Echad Mehen. This is like such an easy case. Like Reuben dies. The Echad Mehen Mesa. 
So, so Ruvain's wife died, and Shimon's, no, is it the other way? Sorry. Is it Ruvain died? Ruvain died, and then Ruvain, and then Shimon's wife died, because they can now crisscross. Now Shimon potentially can marry Rachel. Says the Gemara, That's not allowed because he was, well, we'll see what the Easter was in the Gemara, but he was probably Ashes Achim. Fine. Says the Gemara, even we know this, we've learned this case like five times already, maybe more. In fact, we have an open Mishnah on Daf Lamed, the Mishnah of all of the Shlosha Achim cases. If you look back, you can see the Mishnahis. There's four or five Mishnahis. One, two, three, four Mishnahis on Daf Lamed. One of them is this case. One of them is this case, but with three brothers instead of two. So therefore, the Gemara says, Pshita, we already learned this on Daf Lamed Amad Aleph. Why are you teaching me a new case? Hashta, umah hasam on Daf Lamed Amad Aleph, when we had this case, hasam dulomidchia, mehai beisel legamre. There we said, there's even a third brother that potentially she could have married. Amris Lod, we don't allow her to marry because of achos ishto. So then, now he's only the second brother. There's no one else to marry. Of course, of course, she's not going to be able to marry anybody, obviously. So it says the Gemara, really, our Mishnah should be listed before that Mishnah and Daflamid. It's out of order. We had a similar approach to this earlier, uh, a similar style of answer. He had initially learned the Mishnah to be lenient, the <coughs> Sharia. However, he had to work hard to get shot in the Mishnah. And he then saw that it was forbidden. And because he had worked hard on the Mishnah, he felt clear he didn't want to take it out of order. So he left it exactly where it, where it was. He taught it earlier. But this Mishnah, which really should have been taught before, we're keeping it in the same spot. So you're absolutely right. The way, the flow of events of, of Mishnahis is out of order, but it doesn't matter. It's okay. We're allowed to keep it exactly where it is. Tanu Rabbanan. In our Mishnah, we had just learned uh, at the top of the page in this Mishnah, Lamed Beis, that if there's two brothers and two sisters, so we said that if Ruvain's wife is still alive and if Shimon is still alive, we said they cannot get married. What if they sleep together? Says the Gemara, Tanu Rabbanan if he's intimate with her, if Shimon, whose wife Shoshana died, marries Rachel, whose husband Ruvain died, what's the din? Machlokas. You violate two Isurei The first Isser is that you married the wife of your brother. And the second is that you married the sister of your wife. That's not good. Those are two Isurim. That's what Rabbi Yossi says. Rabbi Shimon, in this Brisa, seems to say that the only Isser you get is Eishes Ach, is that you... Uh, you married the, the wife of your brother. So when Shimon marries Rachel, the chap was that he married Rachel. It's, it's, it's his brother's wife, Rachel. That's not allowed. So says the Gemara, wait a second. Rib Shimon says the, the Isra is Eshesach. We have another Brisa, Rib Shimon against Rib Shimon. In one case, we see that Rib Shimon says that the Isra is Eshesach. And in another case, we see that it's Achos Isha. So which one is it? Says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down on Lamed Beis It depends who got married when. If Nasachai Be'achar Kach Meis, if Nasachai, the one who's still alive, if Shimon got married first, Be'achar Kach Meis, then you're absolutely right. That's going to be the Isser of Achos Isha. But Khan in one Brisa, where it's going to be the Isser of Eishas Ach only, that's Shenosa Meis Be'achar Kach Nasachai, that's if Shimon, if Ruvain got married first, because he's the one who died, Nasamais, the one who would die. Asks the Gemara, in a case where uh, Ruvain, who was to die, 
where he got married to Rachel before uh, Shimon married Shoshana, which should be a case of Eshesach, because we only have one Isra, the Isra of Achos Isha hasn't kicked in yet, then why don't we say Why don't we say that Yibum is allowed? The Gemara says that's definitely not how this works. There still are two Isurim, we just don't stack them together. Says the Gemara, Amar Ravashi, Isra Achos Isha mitla tali You're right that the way that Rib Shimon learns this sugya is that the Isra that takes place when Shimon marries Rachel is a scenario where it's Eshes Ach. But the Isra of Achos Isha doesn't go away. Mitla tali It's hanging there and waiting. Ipaka Isra Eshes Ach. If the Isra of Eshes Ach disappears, so then Asi Isra Achos Isha v'chayel. This is the shita of Rib Shimon. This is what we refer to in learning as, as referred to as Ein Isr Chal Al Isr. You're not allowed to stack two Isurim, one on top of the other. And therefore, in a scenario like our Mishnah describes, and I'll summarize and conclude with this. If we have two brothers who are married to two sisters, Ruvain is Ruvain's brother is Shimon. Ruvain's married to Rochel, Shimon's married to Shoshana. Ruvain, uh, Ruvain dies, and then Shimon's wife dies, and the two remaining people are sisters, sister and brother-in-law in two different directions, through the husband, through Ruvain, and through Shoshana. Either way, it's usher for them to be together, that's for sure, but what if they are together? So Rabbi Shimon says there's only one Isser right now, and we don't stack the two Issers, two Issers because of Ein Isser Chalal Isser. On Shabbos, we're going to get into a, a more of a sugya about Ein Isser Chalal Isser, and a couple of halachic terminologies that are similar to one another, which really does require Rishonim to get a proper tfisa. We'll pick up then on Shabbos. Uh, Shabbos Dafiomi is after the 2.30 mincha. Here in this room, it'll be at 2.50. Wishing you all a beautiful night.